Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Pick and Play Podcast. Today, we are going to be breaking down the breaking NFL news of Cam Newton signing in New England, which we speculated on earlier in the year when we covered the AFC East. Uh, it's been wildly popular landing spot. We're also going to be covering the AFC North breakdown. As always, to do that with me is Leo. How are you doing today? Man, I'm good. I, I know we already did the AFC East, but Cam, man... I'm excited about that. I don't even like the Patriots, and I want this football season to start now so I can see it. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about that first. Uh, okay. Cam Newton. Um, Cam Newton was the first, we call him the, uh, you know, the elder statesman. I won't grandfather him in in any way as if he's, you know, Don, not Dante Culpepper. Um Shit, now I'm forgetting the great Eagles quarterback, uh, Randall Donovan Cunningham. Now? Randall Cunningham. Uh, oh, shit. Yeah, you got to go back a little bit. Uh, uh, but Randall Cunningham, which uh, to me, you know, there were some other ones, but uh, he was a big slash guy. I remember when they used to call uh, black quarterbacks slash quarterbacks. Um, they could run and pass. Uh, but today we've seen that generate into uh pretty much the top echelon of quarterbacks are all that mold um cam newton uh led obviously probably one of the greatest college football seasons ever at auburn um absolutely a one-man wrecking crew really hasn't done a whole lot uh i mean hasn't had a whole lot of weapons to assist him uh with everything he's done in the pros um, unfortunately, when you move to New England, that's going to be the case. They don't have any weapons either. That is a bare cupboard. So I don't expect uh, too much offensively. But what do you think they're going to get out of Cam Newton? All right, so I know that you just said that they don't have any weapons in New England. But I think if you really sit there and think about it, this still might be one of his better supporting cast that he's had. Who's the best receiver that Cam Newton's had in his career? Is Steve Smith? Steve Smith. And he hasn't had Steve Smith since, uh, what, 2014? A while. 2015? Yeah, it's been a while. Exactly. So, and you know, Edelman might immediately be his best receiver since Steve Smith. Yeah. You know, if you don't count Christian McCaffrey. Uh, so, the supporting cast isn't great in New England, but I think for what Cam has had in his career, he's got a little bit to work with over there. He's already got the best coaching of his career with McDaniel, so... I, I think that the arrow points up as long as he can stay healthy. You know, with Cam, it's health. Yep. Uh, so I look at this as a what it does is it moves the Patriots firmly into the uh, second tier of uh, AFC teams. I still, and we'll get into it, but I still don't believe they're on the same uh, playing field as Kansas City or um, Baltimore. Uh, they yeah, are, I'm with you on that. They, but yeah. if you remember the AFC East podcast we did last week, I think it was, uh, I think I picked the Patriots to win the division when I thought Stidham was going to be the quarterback. So yeah. I definitely have them winning the division. Now I think they'll be in the running for a first-round bye if if Cam is right. Yeah, and I, so my thing really, uh, after watching Kansas City and the Ravens both handle their business against the Patriots last year. I don't think this puts them into a first round by contention. Uh, I still believe that the pay this to me, this makes the Patriots the winners of the AFC East uh, again, another year. Um, what it does for me is it solidifies a lot of my thoughts around the division. Now things start to play and start to move into where they should be. Patriots win the division. Um, I think the bills are in for, are in for a fall. 
uh, I, I could see the Jets or Miami taking the second seed. I think Josh Allen now becomes firmly the worst quarterback in that division uh, with no question marks. So, uh, I, you know, for me, what I think it does is it solidifies the Patriots atop the AFC. And as always with the Bill Belichick team, that gets you a puncher's chance against any single team you're going to play come playoff time. Uh, I am interested to see how they turn that, uh, how they turn their playoffs, you know, what, what they're going to do around Cam. Um, the offensive line is good. The scheme should be good. Uh, I really do, though. I, I'm not sure. We want to say that this is the best team that he's worked with. Um, but offensively, I, I really think that's almost like a moot point. Is Ted Ginn better than Mohamed Sanu? I bet they're kind of like a push. He had Ted Ginn for a while. I don't know if Julian Edelman really does it for him uh, in terms of the game Cam likes to play. Cam Newton... Uh, has never been an accurate passer, uh, but what he does do is make up for it with big chunk plays. He's got that Ben Roethlisberger gene where he can hang around for a while and just dagger you with a 50-yard play. Um, I think that's I think his accuracy will go up in Bill's system. It's a lot of timing and routes. Uh, Tom Brady had worked on that offense for you know 15 years, 20 years, so you're not going to see the same offense. Okay, you're going to see something completely different. Uh, and I, I'm interested to see what that is. Uh, for me, though, I still look at it and wonder uh, what the offense is really going to look like. How much better are they with Cam Newton? I think they're definitely better with Cam Newton. Don't, don't, I'm not, I don't want to hint towards that. Oh, no, they, they have to be better with I, Cam Newton. I just couldn't move back there last year. No, but I just don't know what it does for them. I don't know if they have any weapons. I don't think Sony Michelle's that good. I don't think that uh, Nikhil Harry, he couldn't do anything last year. So you're basically... Yeah, he was hurt last year, to be fair. He, they're all hurt. So they're all going to get healthy? Sony Michelle was hurt, yeah, so he gets healthy. Point. Cam Newton was hurt, so he gets healthy. Nikhil Harry was hurt, so he gets healthy. So in the ideal scenario, we take three players that were all hurt last year and, and have been systematically hurt... And they all get healthy at the same time, and it all writes, and they run a sixteen-game short, you know, sixteen-game series. You know, I don't, I don't know. I just don't see any of that. I think that's very rare to say. Um, Julian Edelman is great possession receiver. Mohamed Sanu is a great fourth-string guy. I really think that the problem is uh, this will be a team that runs the ball, controls the clock, lets Cam kind of do his thing at times, gives him some free reign. Um, here's the other thing. Right. I don't like Josh McDaniels. I don't understand why everyone loves Josh McDaniels. Does everyone just fall in love with every single one of Bill's uh, protégés? I, I mean, I don't, uh, yes. I don't get it. Yes, because they win. Yeah, but Bill wins. We know for a fact, a, a time and true fact, you can take any of Bill's assistants and hire them elsewhere and Bill's team wins another Super Bowl, okay? Josh McDaniels isn't special. People telling you he's special are wrong. I'm sorry. You're just wrong. The team won plenty of Super Bowls before he got there, was more of an offensive juggernaut before he got there. The, he did really nothing but keep the ship afloat. I don't understand the love for, oh, I can't wait for Cam Newton and Josh McDaniels' system. Why? Who gives a fuck about Josh McDaniels? I want to see Cam Newton and Bill Belichick's system. Get Josh McDaniels out. We know things about Josh McDaniels. When he got a chance to run Denver Broncos, he destroyed them. Absolutely destroyed that franchise. Set them back for years. Then he pulled one of the more recent sneaky, shitty moves we've ever seen of someone. 
and bailed out of the Colts, um, the Colts position at the last second. So I don't really see I, this. I kind of wish that he didn't do that, man. Frank Reich is pretty good. Right. They made the right choice in the secondary. But but the, but that goes my point. So Josh McDaniels wasn't even the best coach for Indy. I don't know. I, I don't want to hear that anymore. I don't want to hear can't wait to see what he does in Josh McDaniels' system. I want to see what he does in Bill's system. Um, and I think this is going to be an interesting year because it's going to do one of two things. It's going to be an indictment on Ron Rivera. Uh, where Cam Newton has a really good year with subpar weapons, something that Ron Rivera was, you know, was able to get out of Cam. But I, I you know, or Cam's going to flounder a little bit, and maybe we'll see Ron Rivera turn things around in Washington. I don't think both are going to happen. Um, under Cam Newton and Ron Rivera, they had three winning years, which which is a little alarming. Um, three winning seasons uh they had some great years that were all off of cam newton so i'm excited to see what it looks like if he actually gets coaching help what his game looks like in an offense that's not uh it doesn't that wasn't built around him whether it worked or not the 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 patriots are going with what they've got uh so i i think this moves them to a this moves their range for me from eight and nine wins to nine to eleven wins. That's where I see the Patriots. I think if Cam is is mobile, then I think that you're going to see something special in New England this year. That's my opinion. But if Cam is just going to be a pocket passer, game manager, you know, if he's just going to be a a big black version of Tom Brady back there, then maybe maybe not. But if he's out there running, if he's, you know, they're running him on the bootlegs, they're running RPOs, if they're doing all that kind of stuff, yeah, I think New England's going to be a problem. I think you're going to... You can give the credit to whoever you want, whichever coach you want, but I think they'll be a problem. Yeah, I'm not going to give any of the credit to any of the offensive coaches. I will give, uh, I will give, um, I will give credit to Bill Belichick for identifying a player, getting him at an incredibly cheap cost, letting him start... And then driving an offense through them, uh, but but like I said, I just don't know what that looks like. I think um, even with Cam rolling out, which you're going to see a lot of, you're going to see a ton of mobility with Cam Newton, a ton. I would, you're not going to see Tom Brady's a pocket passer. Okay, Cam Newton is not a pocket passer. Cam Newton is way more than a pocket passer. Uh, he can pass from the pocket, but. He can roll out things that Tom Brady hasn't really done in in eight years. Cam's also suffered more uh, some pretty big injuries. He's got a bad foot and a bad throwing shoulder. We'll see how they hold up. We tend to see that tailor off towards the end of the year. It's also very fucking cold in New England. How do those injuries work at the end of the year? Um, he's going to have to stand back there and sling. Unfortunately, you're going to play. You're going to play against Kansas City and Baltimore. Baltimore dismantled New England last year when they played. So your defense isn't going to be able to help you. Uh, you. You know, you're going to have to rely on Cam throwing the ball a bunch. I wonder what that looks like in a controlled offense where, uh, look, who if you had to choose right now any of the skill positions and we went over this, we thought uh, the, the Patriots' skill positions were the worst in their division. So, yeah, I, I still don't like them, but I do think they're enhanced a little bit by Cam. I, I, I think Cam can offer that. I just don't know if any of their playing styles line up with Cam. But I digress. Let's slide over to the AFC North now, my hometown. Probably what I know more about is this division than any other division, as I am a Raven fan. Uh, so let's go ahead and break this down. Let's start with the head coaching rankings. Uh, for me, 
Um, I'm going to be a little biased here, but I'll explain it. I've got John Harbaugh as the best head coach in the division, most recent Super Bowl winner, uh, back-to-back division winner. Um, you know, uh, since he came over, he's the same amount of division wins as the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, but a Super Bowl win. Uh, and, and so when I look at the totality of it, uh, I'm going to lean my, uh, I'm going to lean John Harbaugh. If you want to go Mike Tomlin, I, I can't disagree with you. He's my number two. Um, I think there is a precipitous cliff after, uh, Mike Tomlin, what Mike Tomlin did last year was very impressive going eight and eight, controlling the ball, running the ball with almost nothing on offense. Uh, and we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, number three for me, Kevin Stefanski coming in for the Browns, um, I, I don't like Kevin Stefanski really at all. I don't like the offensive runs. I think he runs a good system that gets you bounced in the first round normally, uh, which is an upgrade for the Browns, so maybe that's why they like him. But for me, uh, I, I've got him number three. And then Zach Taylor. Uh, I think Zach Taylor might be a huge flop of a head coach. We you know Everyone wanted to write off the Bengals last year. Um, but for the most part, the Bengals were healthy besides their offensive line, and they really couldn't get anything mustered. You know, they were without A.J. Green, but Andy Dalton was healthy all year. They benched him on purpose uh, and still couldn't get anything out of him. So I don't know what upgrading just your quarterback does for you, uh, but I don't know if Zach Taylor's a guy. So I've got it. Harbaugh, Tomlin, Stefanski, and then Zach Taylor. How do you got it? I have the exact same order as you. I'm not going to go and rehash them one by one. Instead, I'm going to key in on Harbaugh versus Tomlin. I'm I'm a little curious about your opinions here. What is it that you what is it that Harbaugh is giving you that makes you put him over Tomlin? And I have Harbaugh over Tomlin as well, but I just want to hear your reasoning first. Why I've got Tomlin, I mean why I've got Harbaugh? I I mean like I said, it, it's division. It's uh, how he's done since he's gotten in compared to where Tomlin is. I think a lot of I think a lot of Steeler fans in general would would say to you that uh, honestly, one of the big things I see from the people I follow on Twitter, they're Steeler fans. They don't like Tomlin for some reason. Um, they feel like he's over underachieved for the last I would say six or seven years with Ben. Um, there was a time where you know that Killer B's offense was going. They didn't have a defense at the time. Um, but, but for me, really, it's just about what have you done for me lately? I understand the playoffs for John Harbaugh have been disappointing the last two years. Something he's going to have to, he's going to be on the hot seat if the Ravens get bounced again. Um, he might be gone if the Ravens get bounced again. Um, but I, I just look at recency. I think Tomlin had a lot to, I would say from 20, 2015 to 2018, the Steelers really should have made some noise going deep in the playoffs. Um, they could never get over the Patriots, and, and and I think those things cap Tomlin's high end. Okay, yeah, I'm not mad at it. It's just Tomlin. I I don't know if he's had a losing season yet, has he? No, I don't think he has. No, no, no. And and, and I think it's I'm looking at more of upside. You know, uh, okay. can Tomlin rally a crew, put a good game plan together, and execute on Sundays? Hundred percent. That's why I really like Mike Tomlin, but. I really do think that from like 2015 to 2018, they squandered a lot of opportunities to, um, you know, there was the Jacksonville game where they gave up like 80 points to Blake Bortles. You don't understand how that happens. Um, there are a lot of games like that where you go, how are you dropping the ball there? Uh, Mike Tomlin's known to the Steelers play down to their opponents. Uh, that's kind of a known thing. They seem to lose the Raiders every time they play them. 
But the, the other flip side of that is when they go against the big boys in the league, um, the Baltimores, the Kansas Cities uh, nowadays, you know, or, or you go back a couple years, the Patriots, they can never get by them. And that's been their story for the last, you know, almost 15 years. So, uh, you know, are we basing what Tomlin does off his early Super Bowl um, win that a lot of people attribute to Cower anyway? Uh, or do you look at a guy and go, hey, look, they just never lo- they never had a bad season. But I can tie that to going, well, you have a Hall of Fame quarterback. You know, like that helps a lot. Uh, so, right. Since know. 2014, just to back up what you're saying a little bit. Uh, since 2014, they've had an 11-5 season finish with a wild card loss. They've had a 10-6 and six season with a divisional round loss. They had an 11-5 and five season in 2016 with a conference championship loss. Uh, they had a 13-3 and three season in 2017 that ended with a divisional loss. And then the last two seasons are 9-6-1 and one and 8-8, eight and eight, both missed the playoffs. Yeah. So in terms of what have you done for me lately, yeah, I would give it to Harbaugh as well. Yeah, and that's where we're at, right? And lately isn't one year, two year, it's five years. You know, and, and during that time, Harbaugh didn't go to the playoffs but once. And I understand that. But when I look and you go, hey, you're winning your division, you're turning it in, it's kind of the conversation we're about to have with Harbaugh. If Harbaugh can't get through these next couple teams when it comes to playoffs with obviously a high-caliber roster, you're going to have to make changes where the Pittsburgh Steelers have kind of stayed the course, and I understand that. Uh, I, I, I think at some point you've got to strike, and, and you got to trust yourself to hire someone that's going to bring you to the next level. So, um, and, and not every coach works for every scenario. Uh, that's hey, I'll give is. Tomlin credit for this much. He seemed to keep A.B. under wraps. He, he kept A.B. under control because as soon as A.B. got out of that Pittsburgh hub, he went crazy. Yeah, and and I think that was – I think you get a lot of credit for that. Um, I, I just – I don't know. I think that uh, since then, um, things have kind of – the wheels have completely fallen off, and I want to see how he routes it. Um, sliding over now into the offensive talent side of the pool. This is interesting because uh, if you looked at this three years ago, I think these numbers would be completely flipped on their head. Um, for me, the number one weapon team in this division, and I don't think it's close, it's the Cleveland Browns. Uh, the Cleveland Browns have two A-plus wide receivers. Um, they've got an A-plus running back and a B-plus running back. Um, they've got tight ends. Uh, you know, from a weapon standpoint on offense, you're going to be really hard pressed to find a better team than you know Landry, Odell, Hunt, and uh, Chubb. So I, okay. you know, I've got them number one. Number two for me is the Ravens. Uh, I I love uh, Hollywood. I think he's going to come and do his own. Uh, I think after that, it, there's a little bit of question marks, but they they drafted a ton of. I drafted. Uh, Duvernay, they're going to have good possession receivers behind him. Um, they've got two tight ends, Nick Boyle, who's the best blocking tight end in the NFL, passing. They've got Mark Andrews, who's probably a top eight tight end, top five tight end. Um, the running backs are loaded uh, with the addition of J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram. They've also got uh, Gus Edwards. Um, they've got Justice Hill for a fourth ra- for a fourth spot. I could see him getting bounced, but uh, I really like not just the potential, but what that what that total skill position package is capable of. Uh, number three for me is the Bengals uh, with a healthy AJ Green returning. They've got John Ross. They've got 
Joe Mixon. So they've got weapons on the offense that they can turn toward. We'll see how healthy A.J. Green is. And then for the final team, for me, the Steelers. I think this is a real uh, fall from grace and one of the problems I have with Ben returning, which we'll get into next or get into shortly. Uh, for, the, for the Steelers, you know, Juju looked okay. Um, it was tough to grade anyone on the offensive side with the quarterbacks they had. The running back situation is kind of up in the air. James Conner continuously gets hurt. I know there are pictures of him putting on a bunch of muscle, but that doesn't mean that he's going to last longer. Uh, so their running back situation right now is very much a question mark, which the rest of the rest of the division has locked up when it comes to running backs. So they find themselves very short there, and I'm not sure they have a uh, a number one weapon on their offense at any you know pass position. I think that's going to hurt them. How do you got it? All right, like you, I have the Browns number one. And my order here is kind of funny because the top two teams that I have are probably the worst teams in the division. But I have the Browns at number one. Like you said, they got Odell. They have Jarvis Landry. They just signed Austin Hooper this summer, one of the better young tight ends. Uh, You know, they have Hunt and Chubb back there. The offensive line was a little questionable, so I was hesitant to put them at number one. But... Every other position on the offense is covered, you know, covered with with a, either an all-pro or a pro bowler, or at least former. <laughs> so I, I got to give the Browns the number one spot. I actually have the Bengals at the number two spot okay. in terms of weapons. Yep. Um, like the Browns, they have a shaky offensive line, but when you have A.J. AJ Green, uh, when you have Tyler Boyd, you got Joe Mixon, uh, they just drafted T. Higgins from Clemson. He looks like he'll be a good one. Uh, you know, they, they've got a complete package on offense as well. They need to fix the line just like the Browns do. But if they can protect Burrow back there, those weapons are going to get loose this this uh, this season. So I, I think the Bengals will take the number two spot. The Ravens I got at number three. The only reason I don't have the Ravens higher is because I don't really like the receiving group in Baltimore. I mean, Hollywood's good, but when your number one guy is my height, you're going to have some problems. Um, Tell that to so Steve I, Smith. Huh? I, I, like huh? Huh? <laughs> I like Ingram. I like Justice Hill. I like Gus Edwards. I like J.K. Dobbins. You know, their offensive line is solid. I like the Ravens, but the, the weapons outside, I don't know. Yep. You know, And with the Steelers, uh, I don't really like the Steelers' offense at all. The Steelers have the offensive line, but I don't like their receivers. I don't even like James Conner that much, to be honest with you. And I don't have much great to say about the Steelers' offense. Yeah, I, and that's one of the problems I have with their team is I understand that Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges are not good quarterbacks. We watched them play. It was painful. Uh, but I'm not really sure. I, I just – Even think... at that, like Juju, Juju looked great with A.B., but I need to see him look great by himself. Yeah. He didn't impress me last year. That's that's how I feel. Um, so, uh, I, I'm not really big on the Steelers this year. I think they could have some upside, but uh, I really struggle with where they're going to end up and what Ben actually gives them. All right, how do you have these defensive talents? Ooh, you go first on that. Okay. So, for me, the Steelers are number one. Uh, they have the greatest pass rush in the division. Um, they've got a lot of young talent. Uh, their linebacking core is not great. Uh, but their secondary was really solidified by Minka Fitzpatrick. Um, we really saw that team kind of gel towards, I would say, once they picked him up. 
Uh, I'm interested to see what def how offenses attack them this year. I think there was a little, I think they had a little bit hidden on their defense because the way they ran their offense, which was kind of slow and plodding, allowing a lot of time for their defense to kind of regroup. They went on a good run, uh, but they have the most talent and the youngest talent. For me, the Steelers are my number one. Uh, number two with the Ravens. Uh, the Ravens' secondary, I believe, is the best in football. Uh, they have two lockdown corners. They've got a vet at safety. I think Chuck Clark, the backup, uh, not backup safety, but will play alongside Earl. Does a lot of a lot of good. Can play up in the box. Can play back. Um, their linebacking core much improved uh, just through the draft. And then the defensive line for me. Uh, you know, you keep Judon, you add Calais Campbell, you add Derek Wolf. That's two straight upgrades. You upgraded your line and your linebackers, which were your problem. Your corners then should get stronger because they won't have to do as much. Uh, you're also returning a lot of players they had uh, that were injured. Our secondary is actually pretty banged up as far as our depth. Uh, it just went to show how good the secondary actually is. So they're going to be getting some players back. Um, Number three. You know, I'm gonna Go I'm gonna cut you off there. I'm really surprised that you don't have the Ravens as your number one defense because I have them as my number one defense. Uh, I really but, like, like you said they 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 already had a good pass rush. They add Calais Campbell. You know, they add some weapons to the line. The secondary they look great last season to me. Uh, yeah. The, the secondary should be getting Tony Jefferson back. Was Tony Jefferson was hurt at the end of last? They year? cut him. Oh, they cut him. Okay, yeah. so who's the starting strong safety now? Chuck Clark. Clark, okay. I don't know much about him. Tell me about Clark. Clark's good. Uh, not really a high-profile prospect. Um, kind of someone who comes in, doesn't mind to get his hands dirty. I see Chuck Clark as a guy who's going to play to – he's going to do what you need him to do, never more, never less. And he'll probably be a starter for two to three years. That's where I see it. Kind of that typical – comes in during the peak of it as athleticism and, and smarts he's gonna he's gonna fit the right role he's gonna do the right things for your system he knows the defense he, he can make the right plays so chuck clark's gonna come in and do a really good job in that role i just don't think for me it comes down to your pass rush and the steelers have four people that can get after you where the ravens really only have you know from the outside it's just judon uh, they can kind of, they can get after you from the middle now a little better with Campbell and Wolf, uh, but the thing that separates the two for me, while the Ravens have the superior secondary, um, the Steelers have the superior pass rush, and for me, I give that the better edge. Yeah, I, I'm not mad at it. I just think with Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters, like that's a hell of a combo at at corner. And I, I think that's real important. I think that that's almost what puts it over the edge for me. Those two corners are great. Yeah, I think that I, I, I th and they're young. They're it's going to be a really good defense. It's going to be a, it's going to be a great defensive team. Um, I just think, like I said, the Steelers got some high end. Uh, who rounds it out for you? You got the Browns or the Bengals? Neither. <laughs> uh, I'll go with the Browns. I guess the Browns have some talent on defense. I really don't like either defense, so I, they're tied for fourth. I'll give you that. So that, that's kind of where I went. The Bengals' defense is aging, didn't really get any replacements, so that's kind of going to be a husk. The Browns have upside, right? You've got uh, Miles Garrett. Uh, they've got they've got at least some top, not top end, but they have some decent talent in their secondary. Linebackers aren't great. The, re the interior of their line's not great, but they have pass rushers. So 
I'm interested to see what happens uh, with the Browns team. I don't know if Kevin Stavansky is the right man for the job, but we're going to see how that rounds. I think the Bengals really need a long reboot. I think a lot of people are hot on them to be a, a good offensive team. They're just defense is so bad, it's going to put Joe Burrow in really tough, uh, really tough spots. Right, right. Yeah, I guess the Browns, I guess if I had to pick, I'd give the Browns the edge over the Bengals because they do have, you know, like you said, Miles Garrett, Olivier Vernet. Vernon, excuse me. Yep. Uh, Sheldon Richardson. They got some people on the line. I don't really even know what to say about the Bengals' defense. So by default, I guess the Browns beat them there. Yeah, it's just an old aging uh, defense that really doesn't really doesn't get you excited anymore. It used to. I mean, they used to have uh, they used to have all the pieces you need, but they don't really anymore. Um, that moves us over to the quarterback rankings. Uh, you want me to fire this one in, too? I don't think this is very difficult, but... Uh, I think your mic cut off a little bit. Uh, how about now? Can you hear me? Perfect. Yes, perfect. All right. Um, so, the quarterback rankings is what we get to next. I don't. I really think this is flush. I already filled in where I think you're going to rank them. But, but go ahead and see if you surprise me. What's your quarterback breakdown? Okay. I have Lamar number one. I know what Ben's done through his career, yada, yada, but he's coming off Tommy John surgery, right? Yep. Yeah, fuck out of here. So yep. I'm taking Lamar Jackson, number one. I guess I'm going to give the number two spot to Ben even, you know, I'm going to give it to him out of respect. But coming off of Tommy John surgery, I really need to see it. Yep. You know what I mean? I need to see you come out and throw that football, especially when his biggest strength was his throwing power. So I'll give Ben the number two spot reluctantly. Um, the number three spot I'm going to give to Joe Burrow without even seeing him take a snap. And last, I will give it to your boy Baker Mayfield. Um, I was a big Baker guy coming out of college, but I've definitely soured on him in his first couple of years in the league. He hasn't been that impressive to me at all. Yeah, I'm, I'm mine, mine's very similar. I got Lamar one, uh, Ben two. I have Baker three because I just haven't seen Burrow. I really like Burrow. Um, I think he's going to add a lot, but it's a way different ball game when you move into a division. Uh, you know, you're going from LSU where you had the best talent over anybody, and you move into the North where you're going to have the worst. Um, now you have good offensive talent, but I think you've got the worst head coach, and I think you've got the worst defense, and I don't think any of those are going to help a young quarterback succeed. Uh, so I've actually got them. Uh, I, I've, I've got them as my my uh, Joe Burrow is my four. Um, I want to I want to take a quick second to talk about Ben and Lamar. Uh, with Ben, this is really it. Okay, here's my point. Go back and look at where they were when Ben was on top, with the weapons they had, and where did they do? They get bounced early, often. Does Ben really put you over the top? Are you? I don't know. Let, uh, let, let, ben let, has a Super Bowl. He's got two. Uh, two. two. But but the last time he played in the Super Bowl, he lost the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. To give you an idea of how long ago that was, Aaron Rodgers won the most recent Super Bowl out of him or Big Ben. When you talk about Big Ben, Big Ben's been beat up more than Philip Rivers and Eli Manning. Both Philip Rivers and Eli Manning were Iron Man. They they did not stop. They never came out. We've seen Ben miss games. Tons of off-field injuries. Let's not forget when he rode his motorcycle without a helmet and crashed into a car. Uh, Ben's body's been through the ringer. And then, you know, I give it to him out of respect like you, but there are a lot of people believing that he's going to come back and be a 20-year-old, you know, 32-year-old Ben. 
Uh, Eli retired. Philip Rivers looked like a, a man made out of stone, and he's going to Indy. You think Ben, who took more abuse than both of those people, is going to be in the best position of his life? I, I just don't see it. And, and that's part of my problem is uh, we'll get to that with the over-unders, but I, I just don't know how many more wins a, a 30-some-year-old Ben Roethlisberger gives you. That is true. Everything you said, I agree with. But I think we need to be fair. The last time we saw Ben in 2018, he led the league in passing yards with okay. 5,100. Passing yards are a loser statistic. Uh, Jameis Winston won it the year previous. Uh, for the most part, the person that wins the passing yard, it tells you really that your defense is terrible. That's what it tells you. It also tells you that you're, you're scrambling to stay in games because you can never actually run the ball. Um, I don't really look at passing yards as an indictment on a great quarterback. I think it's more of a situation that uh, makes uh, that. And he had A.B. at that time and Juju. Oh, yeah, for sure. He definitely had the weapons in 2018. But, I mean, his completion percentage was better than Mahomes. Yeah. Uh, he had 34 touchdowns to 16 picks. Uh, that's eh. You know, but he might be able to come back and give you something. It's just that Tommy John surgery at his age that kind of scares me. If I'm a Pittsburgh fan, I, I'm very scared going into the season. Yeah, I, I'm just as a as a Raven fan, I just don't fear Pittsburgh. If Ben comes out and plays like he's 32 again, okay, I've got some trouble to worry about. But I still think Lamar's a great quarterback, and and that's why I want to transition into here with Lamar. Uh. <laughs> We saw what he did in a year that when an offense that was catered around him. Um, I don't know if you saw the stat, but since 2011, there have been like four quarterbacks that have 70 or it's like 60 or more uh, forced missed tackles since 2011. Cam Newton leads this list with like 126 missed tackles since 2011. I did see that. Yeah, Lamar, is, had Lamar is second with 70 in two years. That's crazy. Lamar Jackson is 23 years old. He's younger than Joe Burrow. He's the youngest quarterback in that division. He's an MVP. He just had, you know, if anyone out there wants to say, well, I want to see I want to see what he does in the playoffs. I don't disagree with you. But he had 500 yards of offense in the playoff. Uh, they just fell apart. And, like, I agree with what Lamar said. Lamar said they didn't take Tennessee seriously. And I completely believe that. That's yeah, the fans didn't take Tennessee seriously either, but we don't need to get into that. We, we can get into it. I, I think that's the moment in time where we're going to look at and go, well, uh, the Ravens now have uh, – they went from being on top of the world to being on the bottom and feeling real quick. I think that's what makes a champion. I, I, that feeling, um, it's similar to the feeling that the Kansas City Chiefs had when they played the Patriots and they really should have won the game, but D4 lined five yards offsides. Wasn't an impact on the play. They end up throwing a pick, but it gets called back. Patriots win the game. It was devastating. Right. Next year, they came out. They played on fire. Mahomes gets hurt. They still rally, win the Super Bowl. I believe you're going to see a very similar trajectory for the Ravens. Lamar led the league in passing touchdowns from the pocket. From the pocket. Yeah, I have nothing bad to say about Lamar. He, also, he was a god last year, and I hope that he does that for another 10 years. He also didn't play for almost three games. Not due to injury. They just had to pull him in the third quarter because we were beating teams by 50. The fact that he had 1,200 yards rushing and seven touchdowns on top of all his passing stats is insane. And I think that uh, they, they keep drafting <laughs> weapons. 
They keep drafting we weapons. Twelve hundred yards rushing. Yeah, they had t- look, and then they added a potentially the best running back in the draft. They add a couple of more wide receivers, hoping one of them clicks, and Hollywood turns into his second year. For me, this is an offense that should still get better. I believe Lamar's going to get better. I believe Mahomes and Lamar still have a lot of room to grow when it comes to reading defenses and understanding them. And Lamar's 23. He should hit his peak around 25, 26 in terms of physically. His mind should take over from there because he's a bright kid. I, I just pray he stays healthy. That's that's my one. I, just don't take that bad hit. I do too, but, you know, everyone takes a bad hit. Tom Brady has an ACL tear. Ben Roethlisberger, like we talked about, just had a non-contact injury, and he's been out well before that. Quarterbacks take big hits. Peyton Manning had a, a neck surgery. I, I don't think the yeah. myth of one big hit away, it, you know, he, like I said, he still threw for the most touchdowns from the pocket. This isn't like, uh, oh, man, he only threw 20 touchdowns in the pocket. No, he led the NFL with 36, okay? You're talking about a guy who was the best pocket passer in terms of scoring touchdowns. His accuracy improved greatly, and it wasn't a fluke. You could watch him play. He's been practicing all summer, and he was the most athletic person on a football field. Eventually, the athleticism is going to go down, but the passing has shown that it's going up. So we'll see. I, I I, I don't even know if a fully healthy Ben even scares the Ravens. He shouldn't, in all honesty. So, but I, I know you just gave him. You just gave us all the passing stats. Those are all great, bro. I cannot get off the fact that this man had a great running back season at quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> he had twelve hundred yards rushing, six point nine yards a rush, seven touchdowns. If your starting running back gives you those numbers, you're ecstatic. Ecstatic. He was your quarterback, and then they just added a very talented running back. So. Let's move to the last. Oh, I know. Let's move to the last. And that's why I go, look, that Tennessee game, that's fine. Um, you know, I said before, if we had a three turnover differential, we'd lose the game. We did. That that really handed it to us. Um, we never really got flowing. And you could see it after they had three weeks off, and it looked like it. And I, I'd be interesting to see how they approach it this year. Uh, there's less buys. There's only one team that gets a buy. Um, so it's going to be tighter on playing your starters, but I am interested to see where the Ravens go towards the end of the year. Uh, let's run through real quick and then get out of here. The uh, win totals. Uh, the Ravens, 11.5. I have them going over. They won 14 games last year. They improved. Uh, I, this is a dunk. Go ahead and take that to the bank. If they lost two games last year, when we agree they improved dramatically across, not, not just dramatically across the board, they improved at every position they needed to, and some they didn't. 11.5 wins to me is low, um, so give me the over. The Steelers are at 9.5. I expect them to finish with 9 to 10 wins, so I kind of like I'm going to wait to see if that floats down to 9, uh, but I like a push or over. Browns at 8 wins. Uh, I like the Browns, again, to push. Um, the Bengals at 5.5 wins. I like the under. I think the Bengals are still a 3-4 f- to four win team. Um, I just don't think they can hang with the under the other teams in their division. I I might agree with all of yours there. You said that the Ravens were 11, right? 11 and a half. 11 and a half. Yeah, I'm going over on that. Like you said, I haven't seen any reason to think that they're going to decline this year. So, you know, if they're working off 14 wins the previous year, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go over on that. The Steelers is where it gets a little iffy for me. You said eight and a half? Nine and a half. Nine and a half. Ah. I know. Ah. I don't like it. 
I don't like it at all. I'm going under. Going Pittsburgh. under. Yep. Defense Either under or a push. Regression. I can see them at nine and seven. Yeah. But I don't like the Steelers climbing into the double digits. I don't like that. Yeah, I, I um, think they're going to be in a dog fight too much of the year. Browns, where were we at on the Browns? Uh, the Browns were eight, a flush eight, which just feels right. Eight, so they'd need to improve by two games in, able to, in order to get to eight and eight. Roster's roughly the same. Coaching staff turned over. Uh, I would go. I'd say it's probably going to be a push, yep. but if you gave me $1,000 and told me I had to bet it, I'm going under. Under. See, I might bet the push. See if someone will give me eight and I can get a little better on lines. Uh, and the Bengals, five and a half. Five and a half. I would go push on that one. I'm not going to go under on five and a half. Okay. I know they were two and 14 last year, but I think they're getting an upgrade at quarterback. They're getting an upgrade at receiver. They should be getting an upgrade on the offensive line. That should be worth three wins. In my opinion, yeah. so I would go push for the Bengals. I definitely would not go over though. Yeah, my problem with the Bengals about getting the five and a half wins is the, uh, you know, who are you, <laughs> you, who are you beating in your division, right? You should, you're probably going to go zero and six in your division, leaving ten games, and out of those ten remaining games, you're going to need to win six of them. Uh, good luck, because uh, one of the divisions we're going to play is the NFC East, so you're going to get the Bills, you're going to get the Patriots, you're not beating either of them. So now you're down to eight wins. Out of at eight games left, you need to win six of them. I just don't, I just, yeah. good luck, you know? No, good you're luck. right. They <laughs> had one divisional win last year. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, maybe you split with Pittsburgh and, and Cleveland. Uh, I I don't know. You're talking me out of that. Uh, yeah. It might be under for the Bengals. You know, the teams you're going to play, you were the last team in your division, so the other last teams you're going to play are the Dolphins. The Dolphins are also improved, so that's going to be a fun, that's going to be at least a fun game. I don't know if it'll be, you know. Do you have the schedule pulled up? Do they see the Dolphins early? Uh, I can double check. Let me pull it up real quick. Bengals schedule. Uh, okay, here we go. The Bengals start the year. See, the Bengals are going to get the Chargers, which, you know, they'll get the Chargers, Browns, Eagles, Jaguars right out the bait, right out the gate. You don't get you don't get two wins there. You're not getting your six because then you're going to deal with the Ravens, the Colts, the Browns, the Titans, the Steelers. You do get the Redskins, so maybe there's something there. Giants, Dolphins, Cow, Dolphins towards the end of the year. I don't like that. I think two will be in by then. Uh, you end your season. This is how they end their season. Uh, Cowboys, Steelers, Texans, Ravens. So if you don't have it going into the end of the year, the last month of the season, almost the entire D of December, you ain't getting it. So, you know, this is a team that could be like, oh, here we go, 4-10. and 10. Oh, there it goes, you know. <laughs> you know, 4-12 and 12 to end the year, you know, right about there. So that's where I go. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't like it anymore. Yep. Okay, uh, Leo, any parting thoughts before we get out of here? No, I'm still just waiting on the NBA to return. Uh, we still got a long way until football, but I think basketball, at least their little training camp activities resume this week, I believe. It's either this week or next week, so that'll be fun, but that's all I've got. Yeah, and uh, we're going to be wrapping up the NFC pre, uh, the AF, AFC, NFL pre-preseason breakdown uh, next week. 
and we'll be turning our undivided attention uh, pretty much to the NBA as that creeps closer. Uh, we also hopefully debuting a new segment. Um, we've been working on it, shop, uh, shopping a little bit. Work has taken uh, work has taken me away from uh, this pot a little bit, but that's life. Um, but we're going to look to get back into it. Uh, Leo, people can find you pick and scroll on Twitter. They can find you uh, at pick and scroll on Twitter. Yep. Pickandscroll.com. Hey, did you see my fancy new icon or my? Uh, I did. Avatar? I did. Nice, nice. Is that what you? I saw you looking for someone to help you with something. Hey, moving on up. Yeah, moving up. Look, that's I had my cousin make mine. I was like, oh, look at that. I feel professional. Um, you know, you, you, it feels nice to have a little, little, little icon, right? You know, it does. That's it all does. there is to it. I smiled when I changed it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember when I when I finally got mine uh, with my cousin. I was like, "Oh, you know what? I, I feel like a like a second wind almost in a way." You're like, "Okay, you know what? I can visualize this a little better." It, it kind of helped with long term exactly. thinking. Um, all right, so we broke down Cam Newton, the AFC North. Last up, your division, the South, Dirty South, um, which will be completely covered in COVID by the time we get to it. Uh, but we'll shake the cobwebs. It, it, it already is. <laughs> it already is. But we'll shake the cobwebs off and we'll get after it. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening.